Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Three minutes until showtime. Two minutes until showtime. One minute until showtime.
Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Log Talk Radio. You are obsolete, Mr. Wordsworth. A lie. No man is obsolete. You have no function, Mr. Wordsworth. You're an anachronism, like a ghost from another time. I am nothing more than a reminder to you that you cannot destroy truth by burning pages. You're a bug, Mr. Wordsworth, a crawling insect, an ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Words, Mr. Wordsworth, that have no substance and no dimension, like air, like the wind. I don't care. I tell you, I don't care. I'm a human being. I exist. And if I speak one thought aloud, that thought lives, even after I'm shoveled into my grave. Delusions, Mr. Wordsworth. Delusions that you inject into your veins to make you think you have a strength when you have no strength at all. You have nothing but spindly limbs in a dream, and the strength has no use for your kind. Establishment looks at us as obsolete. Look at the look what happened with all the people protesting, saying that they should get fifteen dollar an hour jobs working at McDonald's. And I saw an article the other day that McDonald's has ordered thousands of touch screens. Guess what? All those $15 an hour jobs are now gone. So that's how the establishment looks at us. We have come to a point in our society that the establishment says they no longer need us. And they write about it and brag about it. And a lot of people don't want to accept that. A lot of people run around here, they know things are wrong. They know things are messed up. And they know things are somewhat bad, but... They don't even have a real idea of how bad it really is, or at least how bad it's going to be. And in this first hour, I plan on talking about that. The state of our country and what is behind it. 
In the second hour, we're going to discuss the warning signs. Do you recognize what is happening? And they were they are related. So having a conversation the other night about how people can't accept the evil that is going on in this country. They can't believe it is that bad. Well, it's worse. <clears throat> the establishment, they write about it. They talk about it. Let's see. I know, I think it was Zidney Brzezinski had a speech with the Council on Foreign Relations. <clears throat> now, it may not have been exactly him, but I'm pretty sure it was, where he said, we're at a time in our history that it is easier to kill a million people than it is to give you jobs. That is not the exact quote, but the part that stood out is that it's easier to kill a million people. And a lot of people don't even understand what he meant. He's one of the consummate insiders. Yep, it was a big new Brzezinski. Said it is it is easier. He is the Senior advisor to Obama. He said it's easier to kill a million people than to control a million people. And he said that at a CFR speech. You can watch the video on YouTube. Just go search easier to kill a million people. That is the people we are dealing with. That is the kind of evil that people don't want to accept is going on in this country. These people look at us as trash that needs to be taken out. They no longer need us. They... <clears throat> You have to excuse me when I have to clear my throat. I had pizza before the show started. Yeah, bad timing, I know. But I remember that in the Bible, that may not be an exact quote, but the Bible said the heart of man is exceedingly wicked.
but most people don't see themselves that way. They think because they are a decent person. They don't deal with the wickedness of their own heart. So in return, they don't recognize the wickedness, the wickedness that is going on right in front of their eyes. Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? <clears throat> the only person that can know it is you and God. If you don't believe in God, so be it. Then it's you and the higher power that you believe in. If you don't believe in a higher power because you're an atheist, which the term atheist is illogical because first you would have to assume that you have all the knowledge of the universe of which you can't. So at best you have to say you're an agnostic, which is, I don't know. So, We are going to discuss how wicked this country has become. We are seeing on a grander scale, a immensely grander scale, I can't stress that enough, what is getting ready to happen in this country is going to make Hitler look like a choir boy. Oh, no, 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 that's not going to happen again. And yeah, it is. You see the same things happening. I've seen the articles put out on the patterns of World War One and the patterns of World War Two when it comes to <clears throat> the financial chaos that, that you have trade wars, then you have economic wars, and then you eventually go to world war. And why do they go to world war? Because the people in power want to cover their sins. They want to cover how they're robbing us, we the people. They want to They want to cover how they have stole everything this country's had, and they really have. You run around here as people in this country and you say, you know what, the government treats us as we have no rights. Well, the reason why they treat you that you have no rights is because you don't know your rights. So you put down football or Facebook or the games long enough to actually learn what your rights are and how to 
how to protect them. No, most people don't. And then, even if you don't do that, you see it happen to your neighbor, and guess what? Say nothing. You do nothing. Like, well, it doesn't affect me. No, you don't realize it does affect you. Because the reason why it does affect you, because what they do to to that person to take their rights away will eventually be used against you. Look at how many laws get passed. 1968 Gun Control Act, prime example. And yes, I'm going to be unpolitically correct. That was used to take away the rights of felons to own a gun. See, up until that time, especially in the old days of this country, you would get out of prison and they would give you a rifle, a gold piece, and your horse because that was your right to travel, your right to provide for yourself, and your right to protection. It was a natural right. But see, then they got to where they pushed to take people's guns in 1968 with the with the Gun Control Act. And everybody was like, yeah, they made it sound reasonable. That's how they operate. They make it sound reasonable. We got to take, these people are convicted felons. They're dangerous. So we can't let them have guns. That way we'll be safe. Did it make you safe? No, it didn't. All it did was take away the rights of people that may have made a mistake and got out of prison to do the right thing and have a different life, but now they can't have a gun and protect themselves. Why? Because a law says so. That's what you call legal. There is a difference between legal and lawful. Legal is based on laws they passed. Lawful is your natural, lawful rights, what is given to you by God. Now, you've got to learn to rethink things. and open your mind to a lot broader pictures because if you don't, you cannot see what is happening. You disregard things that's being told to you. And a lot of people, you would say, it does sound far-fetched until you do the research. 
Look at Child Protective Services. Change subjects. <clears throat> we say, yes, they're there to protect the children, but how many stories do we see on a daily basis all over the country where they don't protect children? Because, or you see the foster children speaking out about how they were beaten, molested, raped, abused in some way, shape, or form. And now it's getting attention. But it only gets attention on a small scale because the establishment is trying to control the message. Always remember, I say this over and over, the Hegelian dialectic, problem, reaction, solution. They create the problem, control your reaction through the media, offer you the solution they want. How much you want to bet it's not going to be much longer, they're going to nationalize Child Protective Services under the Affordable Care Act because they did sneak an amendment in there to pass, that passed a law to where we're trying, they're trying to do the same things here, just like they already do in Europe, where every family that has a child will have a state-sponsored caseworker that will come by and do monthly visits, and they will tell you what you can and cannot do with your child. Oops, wait a minute. We're not supposed to say they're your child. Why? Because Melissa's, Melissa Harris-Perry said we need to get away from that? Hitler said it best, you go after the women and children, so follow the men. What are they doing? They're going after the women and children. Because what does most women do? They do follow what the system tells them. Why? Because they're afraid. Plus, a mother will do anything to protect her children if she thinks that's what needs to be done. They, people do not recognize the psychological warfare that is going on in this country against our families. Now, back to the CPS thing. See, there was a story that came out in the 90s, Senator John DeCamp wrote a book called The Franklin Cover-Up. You, If you don't go look it up, you're not going to know what it is. It was a a Republican rising star by the name of Franklin, last name Franklin. They were getting reports before he done his investigation of a national child pedophile ring. Congressmen, state senators, everybody was saying, no, this is not happening. It's, it's that whole thing of we don't understand human nature. Back to what I said, the heart of man is exceedingly wicked. 
and the farther it gets away from God, the worse it gets. So he did an investigation. He found out it was true. This Mr. Franklin that ran a federal credit union in Lincoln, Nebraska, was funneling, funneling the money through the federal credit union. He linked it to Boys Town. I don't know if y'all remember hearing about Boys Town back in the 90s. I know back in the 90s he had named Penn State. Wait a minute. Didn't we hear about that just a few years back? How many times do we hear about, just do a search, UN official, rapes woman, or has a woman tied up in his room as a sex slave, or UN official pedophilia, or you just do a, just whatever search dealing with that, and you will find that it really is going on. And who is Child Protective Services? Depending on what state they're in, they're called different things. At DCS in some states, CPS in other states, ACS in other states. But the people that's supposed to protect children, what do they do? They put them in foster care. And where do those kids go? A lot of them go to the pedophile networks. Florida when I was doing the research on this, had 3,000 missing children that were in foster care. Ohio had 1,000. Where'd these children go? There was a federal court case, DynCorp and Halliburton, Cynthia McKinney, in Congress at a Defense Department budget meeting. Just do a search on YouTube. Do McKinney Grills Rumsfeld or Cynthia McKinney Grills Rumsfeld. You can watch the video. It's a nine-minute video. This was in federal court that Don Corn Halliburton were taking our young women and children and putting them in sex slavery overseas. And why did I bring up CPS? Because CPS is the is the collection agency for these networks. Do you have some, not many, some good CPS workers that really try to do a good job? Yeah, I know one that used to work for them until she got sick. <clears throat> but it also has the highest turnover rate out of any Government agency out there, CPS has the highest turnover rate because a lot of times they go in there wanting to help kids and then they realize what it's really about and then you find out which ones don't care and they just love the money. See, the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money itself, the love of it. See, every empire throughout history does this. You can't say we are not an empire. We are. Look at every country we've been in. 
We got a base, more than one base, and we don't leave. That's an empire. Look at Rome. Look at Greece, the Grecian Empire. Look at every empire throughout, major empires. Do the search. What did they do? They got into pedophilia before their decline. See, I don't have, there's this part of me that wishes I could forget things I know. Because once you know this stuff and you know it to be true, something inside you changes. You either have to stand up no matter the cost and not back down, or you accept it, which means you become part of it. There, there is no in-between. There is no in-betweens. There is no saying, well, if I keep my head down, I'll be all right. No, you just chose your side. You chose to accept the very evil you say you hate. The and most of us here in this country have this philosophy of I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. I'm not gonna rock the boat. I'm not they'll leave me alone. Do you think that's true? Go look at Nazi Germany, go look at Hitler. Did they not pay a price? Some estimates are roughly 20 million people died. In that area. During World War II. Why? Because the people stayed quiet and let it happen. And a lot of the German people... Say they didn't even know. Because when they were taken to the camps, they broke down in uncontrollable crying. That family that was stationed in Germany and have been through the camps and seen the horrors, not as in firsthand, but as in the historical walkthroughs 
see, that is what's going to happen here. Because we've accepted this very evil that is tearing our country apart. We make excuses. We say, oh, no, that can't be happening. No, that, that wouldn't happen. Really? Then you don't know human nature. What does it mean when it says the heart is exceedingly wicked? You name it, it can be done. Why do you think they are training our children to live a cursed life? I don't remember the exact prophet's name. I just remember the story. The story stuck with me when I learned this because the prophet was asked to curse Israel. This was in the Old Testament. And the invading army said, we found out he was a prophet of God and said, hey, will you curse Israel? He says, let me go up on top of the mountain and pray. So he goes up on top of the mountain, he comes and God says, Don't you dare curse Israel. He comes back and he tells them, Say, Look, God told me, He said, I can do whatever I want, just under no circumstances do you curse Israel. So they walk on a little while, and the story goes on there were seven more hills. So he goes up there seven more times. And Robbie Zacharias listened to him talk about this. He said, there's a principle that develops that if you're bound and determined to go a certain way when God says not to, God will step aside and let you go that way, even though he knows that what it's going to cost you. See, that's what's happening here in this country. God is giving us warnings at the earthquakes. We've never had earthquakes like we have now. Look at the bad weather, the storms, the floods, the tornadoes. You're saying you control that it's not God? Well, call it nature. There's something out of balance. We have got to where we accept the very evils. And it's not that we necessarily accept them and say it's okay, they can do it. No, we stay blind to it and stay quiet. So, won't you think about it? You don't stand up for families because the government must
be doing it for a reason. Have you ever wondered why CPS doesn't go after to use a derogatory term? The crack whore, her kid, living in feces, trash, cause their damaged goods. See, you're looked at as property. The higher-ups tell the little caseworkers, no, don't go after them. Leave them alone. Why? Because the people at the top, they don't want to sell damaged goods. And you're saying, oh, no, that's crazy. They are not doing that. No, no, no. Really? How can there be a national pedophile ring as exposed by Senator John DeCamp in his book, The Franklin Cover-Up. And you know, in that book, when he published it, there was only one lawsuit over that book because he named names and provided documents. He named names of some really high government officials. There was only one lawsuit after that. And that was a libel and slander lawsuit against a news agency in Wilmington, North Carolina, because they slandered Senator John DeCamp. And the short version was said he lied. So he sued him. They settled out of court. He said, look, you do an honest investigation, and I'll drop it. So they did. And they reported on it for three straight days. Did the people get riled up? No, it never made national news. See, that's the other thing. You think because it's national news that got to be true. If it's not on there, then it must not be true. Really? I can think of a lot of national news stories that were proven lies down the road. It happens all the time. Because who controls the media? The government. Who pays them? The Government Accountability Office proves that. Under Bush, he paid them billions of dollars a year to push an agenda. They call it Propaganda placement. See, you love being lied to because if you're if you accept the lies, it's easier than dealing with the truth. Look at what's going on in our country with ISIS. Obama gets up there and defends it, saying, oh, we need to accept these refugees because, you know, they're good Christian people. I'm not going to say they're not, some of them, but I will not say a lot of them. 
don't you think that the very evil we are told that we are supposed to be in these wars to destroy called Al-Qaeda? Wait a minute. Oh, they call them ISIS now. It's not Al-Qaeda. That they're letting them in the country for one reason and one reason alone. To start chaos here. How many times does it have to come out in the local media, but not the night, but doesn't hardly come out in the nightly news? So the average person says, if you tell them that, oh no, our government wouldn't be supporting ISIS. Yes, we give them the weapons, we give them the money, we protect them. Look how many of the heads of ISIS. I mean, not ISIS, Al-Qaeda, like Osama bin Laden, was CIA trained. Not only was he CIA trained, his CIA name was Tim Osman. Oh, you're not supposed to know about that. This is stuff I'm getting at. Is you sit and deny, when you hear this radio, if you listen to it live, listening to a rebroadcast, whatever, you'll sit there and say, some people will actually say, no, I know about this stuff. He's telling the truth. And then some people will say, no, he's crazy. Because of your unwillingness to even go look, you are accepting the very evils of this country. Because you sit and look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm a decent person. Really? You're a decent person? Do you lie? According to God, you're worthy of death. Have you stole? Worthy of death. Are you prideful? The Bible says pride goes before a fall. America has become so prideful. We're watching our country be divided and torn apart by the very people that give us our information in the news. Because why? They're the ones that push the agenda. Look at the Black Lives Matter thing. What are they doing? They're making it about a black-white thing. Instead of get rid of the titles, let's just be Americans. See? We can't just say that we're going to be Americans. No, we can't do that. And we have to stick to our labels because that's how we're defined. Because that's how we're told we're defined. 
So white people act like they've been bad when they've really done nothing. You're being brainwashed. <clears throat> Drive a truck for a living. We got white people, black people, Mexicans working for our company and other companies across this world delivering the very goods that you so greedily fight over on Black Friday. That if you die tomorrow, you can't take. Does it really matter? Does it? If you die tomorrow, did that TV you fought somebody for really matter? No. But see, that's what I mean. We are becoming the very evil we say we despise. My wife, she feels guilty a lot of times because she's spoiled. I love my wife. She is my best friend. Very few times when she says, honey, I want something, whatever it may be, do I say no? If we can afford it. A lot of times I say, okay, honey, you take care of the finances. Do you think we can afford it? She'll say yes or no. She says yes. I say, okay, go get it. Very few times when I do ask for something, she'll usually say yes. Why? Because very few times I ask for something. Why? Because it don't matter. When I do ask for things, it's because I got a purpose. The dash cam I got. I do little five-minute video clips where I put my thoughts to them on my websites. And the dash cam, I didn't even originally intend to do that. It was to protect me and my truck if something happened, like an accident or whatever. And just one day I just happened to record one of a flatbed that didn't properly secure its load because it didn't use paddings between the straps, so the steel plates cut the straps and it was off in the road. So I said, wait a minute. I put that on YouTube. I asked the question, improperly secured load. Can you, I said, any drivers out there, can you tell me what he did wrong just by looking at it? Nobody ever answered. But it turned into, I see something. We all do it. We'll see something that will get our mind thinking, and then we'll have this train of thought that goes with it. So what do I do? I download a five-minute video clip because it records in five-minute segments and then loops over after so many videos. So I'll grab one of those five-minute videos when I stop somewhere and put my thoughts to it. Post it on YouTube. Post it on my websites. Because hoping somebody will listen and they'll go, you know what, he's right. I need to think differently. I need to start looking at things different. I do see a growing movement in this country that is getting prepared, that is not going to stand by all this evil's going on. But the mass majority of the people, the heart of, what does it say about man? Man loves darkness. Yeah, man does. Look at what people watch on TV. They love shows. The more evil, the more seditious, the more dark the show is, the more they love it. 
put a Christian show up there, they'll complain the whole time. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am 42 years old. When I was in my 20s, I never gave it any thought. But I never thought I'd see the day that my country would be destroyed. That's what makes me sad. I love my wife. I love my kids. Hey, I love you. You're an American. Does it matter to me that you're black? Does it matter to me that you're Asian, white, whatever? No. But for some unknown reason, a lot of people, it does seem to matter. I sit here and it makes me sad. One thing, one blessing about driving a truck is I get a lot of time to think. Sometimes a curse. I get to thinking about what's the future of our country hold. I think the maps are going to have to be redrawn. I think the very evils we have accepted. Because of the very evils we have accepted by consent, consent does not always mean you saying it's okay. Silence is consent. There's a court, I read a lot of court cases. There was a Supreme Court case over the Fifth Amendment Miranda rights, and that's basically what they said. They took away your Fifth Amendment right to not be questioned because they said basically your silence was consent, which is true. See, it doesn't matter how much you scream and yell or how much you stay silent. The evil that is happening in this country, you are consenting because you don't even understand what the problem is. How many of you, if you turned your TVs off for a month and quit watching the nightly news and quit buying the print media, that's called mainstream. 
how some and and started emailing them or posting to their Twitter accounts or what whatever you you can't post on their Facebook because you know it doesn't ever get seen because they don't allow you to. There's a reason they don't want you to post on there because they don't want people hearing it. So, but how many of you would do that and, and shut everything off, go do the research, start taking the documents to your town council, start mailing them to your senator, to your congressman. People call, they never get to the senator or congressman. Because who controls the senator and the congressman? It's all about controlling the information. You get some aide that answers the phone that is a Democratic operative or a Republican operative, and yeah, do they tell them no? Nine times out of ten, they don't. But you, do you go to their town councils and hand it to them personally and tell them what you're going to do about this? How about going to your local sheriff? Sit down with your local sheriff who has the authority to do an investigation on the facts, do you have a sheriff that has hard enough to do it that you won't charge his file against these criminals for treason? It is a constitutional charge because what they're doing is bringing this country to its knees. It came to me today, the other day, after the most recent shooting. I can't think of where it was at. I said, you know, oh no, there was a shooting in Harrisburg where there was an actual murder and the people in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania rioted over this murder. And you know, it hit me. hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, it is not going to take much longer that the people are going to beg for the guns to be taken.
Bill Edmonds, FBI translator, has a book called Top Secret Woman. She runs a website called Boiling Frogs Post. She has called what is going on Operation Gladio 2.0. So look up Operation Gladio where we were, through NATO, involved in shootings, bombings, and everything else over in Europe. Mm-hmm. They're using the same thing here. Are they real shootings? Some of them. Some of them are not. But they're controlling the message. They're controlling the information where you think they the official story is real. So you get mad, you get concerned and wonder, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They can't take our guns. It ain't going to be much longer. Most of the American people are going to beg them to. See, 9-11, when it happened, I saw a psychological change in our country. In my mind, that was the defining moment in our history. And most of y'all say, well, yeah, it was. Look what happened. We've never been attacked like that. Yeah, well, I don't believe the official story. The most recent little thing that definitely makes me question the official story was the 20, is the 28 pages they refused to declassify that shows Saudi Arabia was quarterbacking 9-11. They provided the actors the money, which Saudi Arabia is supposed to be our ally. See, everything about the 9-11 story is a fraud. They, they won't talk about it on the nightly news. You just go on YouTube and look it up. Norman Mineta talked about it in Congress the day of 9-11, Dick Cheney asked, told, ordered NORAD to stand down to let those events happen. Why? Go back and look at the PNAC documents where in 2000, Dick Cheney and Jeb Bush, who was part of PNAC, Project for a New American Century, said we need a new Pearl Harbor-style event in our country to get the American people behind our agenda. What is the agenda? Global control, new world order, world government. Why? They're using the safety argument. Well, we have to do this to keep you safe. And guess what? Most American people bow down and become slaves to these people. Keep me safe. Because that's what this is. This is slavery. Government can't defend you. You are the one that has to defend yourself. But you think government has to defend you. So you let the government pass laws that take away your rights.
Good evening. 1729 is the last four digits. Who will we have on the phone? Hey, brother, this is Keeper. How's it going, bro? Uh, I I am 98% excited, 2% nervous. It, it might be 2% excited and 98% nervous. I just I can't tell yet. I, um, I, I, I know you... I know, well, we only have like four minutes. I know you were excited about doing something. So do you want to give a teaser and then go into detail after the break? If there was a way that anyone and everyone across the United States could protest without ever leaving their home and could be guaranteed no violence, no guns, no police, no subjugation, no any other entity getting in your way to do what you want to do and have your voice heard, would you do it? That's I don't see a problem with that. I actually, is, is I actually had that, that, that idea. That is basically what it falls down. Hey, I had that idea one time. I said we ought to get get a get a website and sell the sample packs of KY jelly and mail them to Obama and say quit screwing the country without lube. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm tired of the glass myself. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is something This is something that actually came to my place today. And I have actually, the, the man that I spoke with, um, some people know him, some people don't. He's not asked to be excluded or even, you know, his name not mentioned, but I don't want to do that right now because I haven't, haven't asked for his permission to do so. Uh, and if he wants to, bring you on your show. Uh, I have tried many, many times. Uh, and and we, we actually have to do this on like a, a Saturday or Sunday afternoon or something like that. Uh, but his father, and some people may know this, uh, his father, his uncle, uh, were in high places once upon a time. And they actually built this back in the day, this particular style of protest. And people have heard of it. People have acknowledged it, and very few have understood its effectiveness on a psychological level. And that's really what this boils down to. The biggest thing that any organization, whether it's Overpasses for America or Camp Lone Star or Oath Keepers or even Black Lives Matter, uh, have a problem with, the biggest obstacle is getting people to go where they want them to go. Mm-hmm. The second most difficult thing is unity. Nobody wants to stand or say the same thing. It's all about, well, let's talk about this, or let's push this, and blah, blah, blah. This is all out of that equation. This is all, you know, it's done, it's taken care of. Mm -hmm. When it comes to being unified, you just need a voice. That's all you need. You need your voice. That's it, period, in the story. Yeah. I'll go into more detail after the break. I know we're really, really close. So if you want to run it, uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and lay it out there on the other side. Okay. Then we will go to break. You are listening to Reach Out America, the rights of the few. And if you would like to call in to speak to the host, it is 516-453-9128. And press 1 if you have something to say. And this is Brian Robertson, the rights of the few. We will be right back. 
common goal should be turning America to its constitutional republic roots. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice that people make to accomplish certain things. America Live on World Integrity News Network, where information is never produced, but it's presented with integrity. You are obsolete, Mr. Wordsworth. A lie. No man is obsolete. You have no function, Mr. Wordsworth. You're an anachronism, like a ghost from another time. I am nothing more than a reminder to you that you cannot destroy truth by burning pages. You're a bug, Mr. Wordsworth, a crawling insect, an ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Words, Mr. Wordsworth, that have no substance and no dimension, like air, like a wind. I don't care. I tell you, I don't care. I'm a human being. I exist. And if I speak one thought aloud, that thought lives, even after I'm shoveled into my grave. Delusions, Mr. Wordsworth. Delusions that you inject into your veins to make you think you have a strength when you have no strength at all. You have nothing but spindly limbs and a dream, and the thing has no use for your kind. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Rights of the Few on the Reach Out America and World Integrity News Network. 
we are not obsolete. And I got a feeling, I got a guest on my show now that actually is really excited about something he wants to announce. So, Keeper, Robert Kilpatrick, go ahead. You can announce it. <laughs> well, thank you, Brian, for having me. Um, that's actually a really thick butt tune, man. I mean, that's, that's dynamite. I, I, who, who put that together for you? I don't know if it was you or somebody else or whatever, but that, that that's dynamite. i got to say, that is a dynamite that will, like, lay it out there for people. Yeah, I matter. You matter. Everybody listening matters. And, you know, we get silenced by one word too often. Oh, you're racist. And then and, and end of discussion because what do you say to that? You can deny it, obviously, um, whether or not you are. But the person that calls that, that says that, uh, are trying to silence you. So as soon as that word, oh, you're racist, is uttered from any kind of opposition to what it is you're trying to express, trying to talk about, it ends discussion. Sweden's going through it. They've gone through it, and, and they're, they're continuing, continuing to go through it. Denmark, Australia, here even in the United States. Uh, and and that's, that's something that people really need to get past. Okay? There are many people out there that are not racist. We don't like, you know, we don't like something, for instance, and this is my biggest uh, stand on my soapbox thing is Islam. I will stand on a soapbox and yell and scream and bitch and moan all day long about Islam because it really is a crime against women, number one. Um, But there's other things. And I get labeled racist. I get labeled an, an Islamophobe. How can I be afraid of a religion? It's not a religion. It's a a, a political ideology bent on one thing, which is dominating the planet. And and obviously our president doesn't get that. Um, But uh, thank you for having me on the show. Um, It's a late invite, I understand. And this is something that came to my plate earlier today. I was approached by somebody who... Um, has lived in tyrannical situations. Um, they were you know, held hostage or kidnapped uh, because their father needed to do something for a certain, uh, we'll say government, because that's really what it was. And they were able to get away. But after talking to this guy for, I guess it was about two and a half, three hours today, he threw this on my plate. If you could protest, and this is what I was talking about on the other side of your break there, if you could protest and have your voice heard without ever leaving your home, without ever having to spend money to get to some place where you, you, your presence is also required, if you could you know, stay in your pajamas for crying out loud, depending upon what time it was, would you do it? Would you, you know, would you speak up? Would you say something? And back in the day, there was a movie. Unfortunately, I can't remember the name of it, but um, there was a, it was a newscaster, and he, and he kind of lost it. 
he was mad as hell and he wasn't going to take it anymore. And he wanted the people to go out. He wanted people to go outside and say that. Open your window and shout it as long and as loud as you can. I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. Well, this is something that I would like people to get behind, uh, which is something similar. But I want people to say three words. That's it. And you don't have to sit there and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. But if you were to, at, say, if you're on the East Coast, say 9.30 at night for about 15 minutes and say something like, liberty, freedom, unity, and then just in a little bit, say it again. This is something that's going to be, be coming in at the beginning of 2016. Every blogger, every radio show host that I can get a hold of, every community organizer, every single person that I can get to get this word out. That's, that's all you got to say. If you're on the east, or excuse me, if you're on the west coast, okay, at 6.30 at night, you're home, you're maybe cooking dinner, or you're relaxing around the TV, or something like that. Go outside. If you've got a bullhorn, all the better. But if you don't have a bullhorn, you can make one out of construction paper. And <clears throat> to say, liberty, freedom, unity, and maybe you'll hear that. That's what needs to happen. We have been divided among race. We have been divided among financial ability or income. We have been divided among religion. And there's something about America. You can come here. You can be here and practice whatever whatever religion you like. From Christianity to Satanism to Islam to Buddhism to um, hugging trees and, you know, it doesn't make any difference. That's part, yes, that's part of what America is. Don't push it on people, which in my opinion and my feeling and the things that I've seen is what Islam is all about, pushing it against people. So that's why that's my soapbox. But if you had the ability to have your voice heard as an American and stand or face or put in the face of what's transpiring with our federal government on your own personal property, out your window, off your balcony, in your yard, and say that to people that are across the road, on the next block, on the other rooftop, on the other balcony. Wouldn't you do that? There are 63, 63% of Americans do not want more refugees in this country right now because of the risk of it being infiltrated by ISIS. And our president is pushing this against the governors who have had the intestinal fortitude to stand up and say, no, we need to help them. We need to back them up. So if you're able to sit there, you know, roll up a piece of cardboard paper, liberty, freedom, unity, that's it. That's all you got to say. 15, 20 minutes. Say it every once in a while, every 15, 20 minutes, you know, during the course of that 15 or 20 minutes, every night for a week or two weeks, until there is some kind of recognition that, oh, you know what, wait a minute, you know, America actually does have unity within it. There are groups all across the United States 
that are trying to get people to come together. And try, they, everybody seems to want everybody that can possibly be at some location, be at some location, like, you got to be there. You, it, it, you just have to. It's like paramount. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody can take the time off work. Everybody, you know, they can't step away from their children. There are heroes that have done so. You've got people like Casey Matthews that have stepped away from their family because they believe in something so much that something needed to be done, and he did it, and now he's sitting there in federal jail and shouldn't be, in my opinion, after all of the things that I've read. You've got people on the East Coast coming out of Washington, like Anthony Bosworth, who has been in the face of and has the political backing of sheriffs and governors and congresspeople who has still been put in jail and questioned for exercising his constitutional right to do what he does. Those things are wrong, and we continue to have you know, the oppression from our federal government. So if everybody would get together, put aside those differences, and for a number of nights some next year, really early next year, I'm not talking about middle of next year, I'm talking about early next year, Go out to your balcony. Go out to your front stoop. Go out to your backyard. doesn't make any difference. And say those three things at the same time all across the United States. Do you know what kind of message that would send? You don't have to worry about guns in the street. You don't have to worry about violence. You don't have to worry about the police coming to shut you down and throw tear gas in your face. This is your house. This is your private property. And until 10 p.m. in most states, you can say and be as loud as you want to be. What are people going to do? Really? It's not a continual noise from, like, you know, a band or your stereo is so loud. This is you. This is your, you and your family voicing your opinion about what needs to happen and unifying with the rest of the United States Hands down, period, end of story. That's and if you can afford... Yeah, that is really what... <laughs> and if you can afford $25, get you a bullhorn. Yeah, if you can. If you can, go ahead. If you can't, well, like I said, roll up some you know, construction paper and make one. I mean, how often you know, did you give your son or daughter you know, a, a little piece of paper and roll it up so they could make more noise because they were trying to say something? Or... Even the tin cans, the telephone cans with the strength. I mean, it's, it's, you're safe in your own home. And if the people across America, like I said, 63% of America do not want more refugees, if those people, at the very least, were to be a part of it, do you, I mean, I, I know that you understand, Brian, that the message sent to anybody that actually starts to begin to pay attention, uh, oh my gosh, it would be it would be you know obviously national. It's mm-hmm. simple. You don't have to be out of your pajamas for crying out loud. I mean, you can you know at, at, at you know six thirty at night on the west coast, nine thirty at night on the east coast. You're in your pajamas. You're sitting around the fire. You know at least you know because it's cold right now. And it is into, you know, next year what I'm talking about. So you've got a fire on the outside, you know, outside, and you're trying to warm up and melt some ice or snow or whatever it happens to be. Have a, have a bunch of people come to get, you know, come over and get together. 
So it's not just one person at one person at that location saying the same thing. It's other voices. Now this is something that that transpired, and I'm I'm taking a, a, a suggestion from things that transpired in Iran, 1980, okay, 1970s or well, late 70s, early 80s, okay. This is called a rooftop protest. And for lack of a better term, I'm actually terming it a pajama protest because you don't have to you don't have to get dressed up to go. You don't have to wear fatigues, you don't have to wear uh, uh, your gear, you don't have to wear a bulletproof vest, or you don't have to make sure that you've got uh, Maalox in a water bottle mixed so that you know mixed with water so that if you get pepper sprayed, you can you know cut that down. This is simple. This is easy to do, and you can do it from your own home. You don't have to worry about violence. You don't have to worry about guns. You don't have to worry about dissenters. If somebody doesn't like it, you don't have to worry about them because this is your house, and you can say what it is that you like from your property so far. And that's one thing that people need to understand. Right now, you can say what you want from your own property. If you are standing on your front porch of your house, you can say what you want. So if you're saying freedom, liberty, unity, that's all you gotta say. Plain and simple. I'm not I'm not asking anybody to sit there and go out, march on the street and do that. Not at all. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna be standing on my front porch and I'm gonna be uh, if I can get a hold of a bullhorn, otherwise I will make one. And I will be doing this myself. And I hope that people across America will join me. It's, it's simple. You don't have to worry about violence. You don't have to worry about getting shot. You don't have to worry about tear gas. You don't have to worry about you know, the police coming to your house, knocking on your door and saying, knock it off. Well, that depends on if you got neighbors and it's after midnight. Well, yes, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that, that's what I say. 9.30 on the East Coast, you can run up to about 10 o'clock. Okay, yeah. on the West Coast at 6:30 and 7. Okay, but at the same time, you could even it could even be done, you know, at like 9 o'clock on the East Coast, 9 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Mountain Time, 9 o'clock West Coast. It doesn't have to. It it would it would really wave across the United States. I mean, how how. How much of an impact would that make when you have governors that are actually, like I said, have, have the intestinal fortitude to stand up and say no to the federal government, and then the, the federal government is threatening them, oh, you're going to have the enforcement, you're not going to have any more money, you're not going to do that. That is completely tyrannical, period, end of story. That is dictatorship 101. Plain and simple. So, well, if your voice... I know that Americans have got to do something. I know Americans have got to do something because I'm telling you what, with the way things are going, I don't know if we'll get him out of office, your favorite person. (laughs) Yeah, a presidential representative, the Pacotus of the United States, yeah. Um, If we have the wrong kind of national emergency, he'll be dictator. He'll be the next Hitler. Yeah. 
and people want to, people are, are suggesting that. I've been saying words. before he got elected. Well, see, if, if you are right, talking about mainstream media, okay? Yeah. And the likes of Mike Savage, Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, a couple of others, um, they use veiled words to suggest the same. And I have no problem saying that our president um, is a Muslim. None, zero whatsoever. He has already said that if the political winds shift in a negative direction, basically, then I will stand with the Muslims. That's the president of the United States. And people need to really begin to, well, not begin to, you need to understand what's transpiring. I actually posted something today on Keeper's Mind Goal. Today or yesterday, over 1,200 people have liked it and shared it. Very few people understand what countries like Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, Jordan, even Saudi Arabia looked like 30 to 40 years ago. They were not unlike us, not unlike America or Russia or Australia or Germany or France. The women were wearing short skirts. Well, not short, short skirts, but I mean, you know, just above the knee. Think about, uh, you know, polyester back in the day, if you would. 1970s. And you'll begin to understand what that society was like. Not much different from us. Then all of a sudden, there was a coup to overthrow, and specifically in Iran, overthrow what used to be a, a royalty. Iran used to have a king and a queen. The Shah of Iran was a king. And now they're dictated by some Mullah regime pushing Islam. And if you look at... <clears throat> If you look at a comparison of, the, of pictures of the people and beaches and streets of then, even as far back just before the United States went into Iraq, which I still think I still think was wrong to do because that had nothing to do with Osama bin Laden. It was just some point of view that our president had. Okay, that's on him. That's not on this particular one, but this particular one doing something else. They, their life in that country, in Afghanistan, was not that much different than what we li- were living at the same time. But now we have to deal with this thing called Islam. And again, that's my soapbox. And I don't want to derail a whole bunch of stuff, but people really need to begin to, yeah, I keep using that word. People really need to pay attention to what is actually transpiring across the planet, not just the United States, not just in Germany or Sweden or Denmark, Australia or Great Britain or Ireland or France or whatever. Well, what is the I will I will say this. I don't think I think he's playing Muslim. All right. If you I don't if think you he is, ever but, but go on. If you ever get the chance to 
to get the documentary Dreams of My Real Father, you should get it. Well, I'll, I'll be sure and have a bucket next to me. No, this is a documentary about his real background. The guy that made it okay. put out a lot of evidence that his father is Frank Marshall Davis. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Okay, which means, yes, did he have a lot of training? See, have you ever seen the movie Manchurian Candidate? What's That's what I again? think, the Man, Manchurian Candidate. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think he is. See, I think he so was raised. Point. He was raised from birth for this. Okay. And he, I think the whole thing is was planned. I mean, I really, I really do. I can't. I have a hard time not seeing it that way. Well, I believe, I'm, I, I'm along the same lines with you. Yes. Uh, how long was you, How long was he uh, Illinois senator? Like six months. Yeah, only six months. But then if all you of look, a <laughs> he was supposedly born in Hawaii, but yet we've never seen a birth certificate. Why? Because if his father is truly Frank Marshall Davis, he's a Marxist communist. See, I think this right. is this is a well orchestrated plan designed to bring this country down. And see, I think it's the Republican and Democrat Party at the top working together through their controllers to do this. Because you can't tell me they're not working together. Because the Democrats get in office, everybody gets pissed. We get eight years of them, then they vote Republican. We get eight years of them, they get pissed. We get Democrat. It's back and forth, back and forth. Right. Things never get better. They just continue to get worse. So right. now we got to the point of Bush Jr., and then all of a sudden this white horse comes out called Obama, promises <laughs> everything, and gets into office, and all he has he done that. is openly supported al-Qaeda, now we call them ISIS, to, I really think he's the tip of the spear. He is what the globalists want in place to bring this country down. I don't think they're going, what? I don't think there's going to be another election. Look how they're poking Russia in the eye. Come, out, come to find out the other day, one of our missiles, by the permission of NATO, Shot him down and it got blamed on Turkey briefly. <laughs> well, you know, I think it was Rothschild that said, All we need to usher in a new world order is the right crisis, or mm-hmm. something along those lines. And if you, there's a number of people out there that pay attention to the agenda of or the uh, belief in Illuminati. The people yep. that are supposed to be in charge and paying attention to and moving the chess pieces around the global chessboard. Mm-hmm. And it, it, if 
in pushing the kinds of things that are actually transpiring right now. And I don't doubt that there's some nut job or a couple of nut jobs out there sitting behind a a game board that looks like the planet Earth and they're moving this piece here or that piece there and you know this is going to be you know dominating this portion of the planet or this is going to be dominating that portion of the planet. There was a game that came out when I was a teen called Access and Allies. It was a board game once upon a time that obviously moved to PC and maybe consoles of the same name, Access and Allies. And well, you were really moving chess pieces around. Mm-hmm. And if you if you if you're paying attention, if you are able to step back and put your you put yourself in a position of so much money, so much power, so much authority in a secret society, this is exactly the kinds of things that you would want to do because you're bored. You've got nothing better to do. Well, let's put the world in chaos, sir. Why not? Yeah, well, sure. Well, you know, you know, I, you know, I learn from a lot of different places. Speaking of which, yes, the the one I shared with you the other day, you'll have to call me tomorrow because we we need to talk a little bit, okay? All right. But yeah, because I I wanna, I sent you a text the other day. I said I think I might have been wrong about something. I'll explain. Um. But I, I learn from a lot of things. I hold to my Christian beliefs real highly, okay? One of my number one studies in the Bible is end times Bible prophecy. But, and I've gotten more and more where I've looked at other things that the Bible has said. The king of Tyre, the where he where the king of Tyre, the prince of Tyre, he says he will put his throne above God and this, that, the other. I'd have to go actually look it up. It was the five-eye wheels. And then I think about where the where Jesus was tempted by Satan and put him up on the temple and said, I will give you all of this if you'll just worship me, basically. Right. There's a lot of doctrine behind that. As in, Satan is the prince and power of the air. He is the ruler of this world. I don't know what your personal beliefs are, but I agree with uh, a couple other people that I've listened to, like uh, Steve Quayle, uh, Joel Skousen. They all do not believe that it's some orchestrated plan by a group of a few families. They said there's no way they could do this with this kind of precision, orchestrating things the way they're doing it over centuries. They said it's got to be some other force or us, and they call it a demonic force, which is what I call it, okay? And and I look at what the Bible says about the last days, where in Revelations it talks about the world government, and it talks about the world money and the world religion, and then you go look up someone like uh, Pike, I can't think of his first name, Um, he wrote the book 
for the Masons, uh, morals and dogma. But he right. did predict all three world wars, and he can't really predict because he wasn't a prophet. It's just that this was back in the 1800s, and he was right on the first two world wars on where they would be at and what they would be about. Albert Pike, that's his name, mm-hmm. okay? World yeah, War Three, yeah. yeah, he said in World War Three it would be a clash of civilizations to end all religions. But because they knew man needs a religion, it will be the it will be a world religion. Now, you, yeah, it, I, I, I absolutely think this is satanic in nature, and these people are players. If you look at Bohemian Grove, which is a known real place that our presidents go visit, they're Luciferians. Right. There's no there's no other way to now, explain it. You you didn't you know, you you said that you didn't understand or you have any idea of what my religious faith is. Well I I'm thinking your uh, question, but we've never had that discussion. You're right, we've never got into that. Now <laughs> this is this is kind of <clears throat> this is kind of a sticky situation because of the number of people that do follow Christianity, mm-hmm. which for me I, I've looked into. I have followed. I have. I know that Jesus Christ walked this planet. There's evidence to that, without doubt. Can we can't find his bones? Can't find his body? There's a shroud of Turin. Yeah, okay. Um, resurrected, came back live on the third day. Easter, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Now, I have looked into a, a lot of religions throughout my life. And I, I mean, I, 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 because, of a, because of the juxtaposition, obviously Christianity, the opposition of Christianity is Satanism. Mm-hmm. And Satanism believes that um, before there was light, it was everything was dark. Number one, Christianity believes that God created light, and there was light. Aside from that, if you go farther back and you pay attention to history and you look at the time of Constantine, and you understand that there was a not necessarily a unification, but certainly a congress, if you will, about a whole bunch of scholars getting together and dictating what books of the Bible should be um, continued on. Mm-hmm. If you go even farther back, before... Uh, this is kind of... All right. If you look at scientifically this kind of steps away from the religious aspect. But if you look at scientifically how long the planet has been around, uh, it has nothing to do with how long Christianity believes the length of time the planet has been around. And I mean, you can you know, we can carbon date this and we can carbon date that. And then, of course, Christianity says, well, you know, you know, this being Satan's planet, he can, you know, dictate and lie and alter <clears throat> alter and do everything. And if you look in the Bible, it says the greatest lie that's ever been told is 
devil. There is no Satan. There is no bad guy. Yeah. That's Satan's greatest lie. Mm-hmm. So, through my own research and my own belief, I don't adhere to any one particular uh, any one particular faith. Okay, I see my walk with Jesus Christ different than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. I see my walk and understanding through any other faith, whether it, whether it is and including Satanism or Wiccan or Buddhist or Hindu or uh, even Islam, because there are parts of Islam that can be incorporated into my life and my walk of faith with who it is and how I believe the way I believe. Yeah. Now, that's a very difficult difficult concept for people to grasp. And the real question is, the base question is, do people think that there is something above or below a higher entity that dictates everything that we do or has put us here to let us flounder for ourselves or something like that? Now, well, you want to know why I'm a Christian? Meditate. Sure. The reason why I'm a Christian isn't because I was raised in a Southern Baptist church. Okay? My oh, dad... you were. I was. Did I very quickly, as fast as I could, grow up and get away from it? Absolutely. Okay? And... I didn't become a Christian well, because of that. Clarify that Southern Southern Baptist Church. Most people. It was a great church. What a Christian Baptist Church is. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was a it was a great oh, church. Don't get me wrong. I I, mean, I I fully understand. They were family. I, I mean, but, but yeah. me, that was not something I wanted to be part of when I was fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and at the age of seventeen, knocked my dad out and moved out. Let's go find some moonshine and have a party. Yeah, I did a lot of that drinking, too. Um, But when I grew (laughs) up, when I grew up, I came to a point in my life, I said I wanted to know the truth. And I I dabbled in witchcraft or Wicca. I did. And I experienced things in that that you couldn't explain, and it bothered me, so I got away from that. So, I started researching. I looked at science, and I, I looked at a lot of things. When I got when I got into searching out truth and real evidence, if the Bible is true, that means, as the Bible says, even the very creation speaks of God. And I found out that is true. I can, I've can i had the discussion about the flood with many people showing the evidence that the flood, as the Bible says, did happen because science shows that. And I mean, we didn't have the ice caps until the flood. That's how, what I mean. Right here. You know, so it's Here's like... Something I look, that Something else that science has actually proven. In the time of David, it says in the Bible that David lived on an iron bed. 
right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The existence of iron at that time to be formed into shapes and things like that was not known to a whole lot of, at the time, what would be called masons. Yes. Okay, so that's that's kind of the freaky part for a lot of people to really try to wrap their head around. Certainly people that believe in masons being or thinking that masons are part of Illuminati and things like that. They vary ways they could be. I haven't they are today, I think. Like that. Okay, right. Okay, so that's one of the things that's been proven via science to lend a whole bunch of credibility to Christianity, which is why I don't naysay it. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's the reason I became a Christian is because I said I'm finding the Bible is proven accurate in too many freaking places to right. the point where I bent the knee and I said, "Okay, Lord, I'm yours." And trust me, it's been a roller coaster. People want to say, <laughs> the people want to say, well, there's so many contradictions in the Bible. Well, the contradictions are between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and what what they failed to understand is that when the New Testament came about, the Old Testament was supposed to be done away with. No, no, it wasn't supposed to be done away with. Those are, Those contradictions actually between the Old and New really do not exist. The major contradictions you find in the Bible are differences. Let's, well, let me change that thought. We have about a 95% accuracy rate on the text of the King James Bible as we have it. Okay, And I'm not just saying that because King James, because I don't necessarily agree with everything King James did, because I've researched that. <laughs> but, we, but we will... Uh, what I will say is, from the Dead Sea Scrolls and all the parchments long before King James even lived, long before the Council of Nicaea, some of the, a lot of the Dead Sea Scrolls were dated back to 700 years before Christ. So that's the Old Testament, okay? Some of the parchments we have for the New Testament are dated within less than 100 years after Christ, Okay. So we're right. taking all of these people pieces, they have been able to prove with 95% accuracy of that what the Bible says is, is what it's always said, okay? Are there certain books that certain people didn't put in there, like the Council of Nicaea and stuff like that? Yes, but you have to understand why that was. Back in those days, you did not have a publisher that said it was authentic. All you had to do was put a name to it, like the Gospel of Mary, and just claim it was Mary's mother, and everybody would have accepted it. But but you couldn't prove it. They had to be able to prove that these were the people that lived at that time. That's why those books were there. These other books, I'm not going to say they don't have a benefit, but they were, you can't prove they were there. You know what I find striking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Quran mentions Jesus Christ somewhere around 26 times. Yep. And if you 
and this is something I've looked into. Um, if you were to look into the Quran and the Hadith, which is actually the biography of Muhammad, um, may he rest in hell. Um, Muhammad is mentioned very few times in the Quran. The comparison, okay, all right, here's the, mm, I got to give a history lesson here. The Quran is the teachings of Muhammad supposedly handed down by Allah slash God. The Hadith is the autobiography or biography of Muhammad. And the Surah, which is the third of the three sacred texts of Sharia, um, the Hadith is supposed to be his, you know, what he wrote, what he said, and things like that. The Surah is supposed to be everything that he did every day, as long as he lived, as long as people were following him to write this stuff down. How he walked into a room, how he ate, how he slept, how he did whatever it was that he did. You're supposed to blindly follow that in your life and not question it in the story. Something that, you know, the the, the opposition to that is God isn't worried about you questioning him. He wants you to question him so that you can understand better what you need to know. Yes, yes. the Bible says, come, God, let us reason Jesus together. Christ, I mean, so, shoot, yes. he wants you to question. Jesus Christ says, don't test me. God says, don't test me. But he, he doesn't say, don't question me. Let us reason together, which is what is so fantastically awesome about Christianity and the faith of believing in God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. Okay? The, the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, was written over a number of years by a number of men who reasoned with God and Jesus Christ. Islam was written by one dude who supposedly said that all of these things were awesome and handed them down to him by Allah. And this is what you're supposed to do, period. You know another Don't religion that sounds like that? You, I'm going to kill you. You know another you religion know another that's religion just like that? Uh, that claims the same thing? The uh, okay. Mormons. Yeah. Okay. The Book of, the book of Mormon. Yeah, the Book of Mormon was written by one guy, Joseph somebody, and they do not accept the Bible as the authentic Word of God. It is only there is like some other source, but the true Word of God is is the Book of Mormon. And like they're not, the yeah, they're not violent like ISIS is, but yes, they have a lot of strange views. You know, it it, it, it confounds me and. There are people like Annie Cyrus, dynamite lady, lived under Sharia law until she was able to get out of it. Um, Darius Radvanesh lived in Iran before uh, 
Sharia law and full-on Islam came into existence in Iran. I have the benefit of both of their personal experience when 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 I talk to them. And when you have that benefit, as lucky as I am in my particular situation, you can see, okay, this is what this country looked like before, this is what this country is now, and this is what it looked like afterwards. That's the kinds of things that are coming, okay, when you talk about a, a religious confrontation, or you talk about the difference between Christianity or Islam, or you talk about uh, a cultural war or a cultural difference. Christianity is mm-hmm. accepting of, okay, well, you can believe or not. It is completely on you. And Jesus Christ will stand and knock on the door of your heart until you answer or don't. Islam says, you will convert or you're going to die. End of story. That's it. It doesn't matter what you believe, whether it's Christianity or Satanism or Hindu or Muslim or Buddhism or you know something else or Wiccan. It makes no difference. You will convert to Islam or you are going to die. Hmm? What kind of choice would you prefer to have to continue to believe in what you believe, the way you believe, in the freedom that you have by any God you choose to, you know, exalt as the one, or be dictated to by some dude who says that this is it, that's it, that's all no more. That's really the basis of what America was founded on. Believe what you want. We don't care. Don't push it on us. Don't push it on anybody else. If somebody else comes to you and says, well, hey, let let me learn some more. That's different. Yeah. That's why America does not have a designated religion across the country of the United States. Islam doesn't give you that choice. Hands down, plain and simple. It's another reason that's why that's my soapbox. And we are in a a, a war of culture, a war of civilization. Yep. As you said earlier, Brian. We are. You know, I mean, new world well, order or not. You you do know. Now, the Illuminati did exist. Uh, George, up until the time shortly after the, in the 17, late 1700s, I mean, even George Washington wrote about the Illuminati and how evil they were. There's There's a lot of research. Mark Dice wrote a book on that where he showed all the documentation he was able to dig up and everything um, that exposed the Illuminati. And he was, wasn't he killed for it? Mark Dice? He was, well, yeah, he was killed or assassinated, wasn't he? No, Mark Dice, he's he's got a YouTube channel. Uh, Mark Dice, uh, oh, okay, he compiled, okay, okay, yeah. Okay. But George Washington wrote about it. You can go read his letters in the uh, National Archives where he talked about the evil of the Illuminati and how they should be hunted down and wiped out. But somewhere shortly thereafter, the Illuminati did take over the top level of the Masons. Um, 
they pretty much have their hands in everything. And if you really look who runs the countries, you will find the banking families. You want to know why everybody is scared to death to expose these people? There's a reason. They're scared of their master. I mean, you look how many presidents I found out the other day. I thought it was, I was wrong. You got Andrew Jackson, Abraham Lincoln, John F. Kennedy, and Ronald Reagan. Those were the four examples I gave. Anytime they did something against the central bank of their day, Andrew Jackson, there was an attempted assassination, two single-shot pistols that misfired, which I think was an act of God. Um, you got Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. He, he got rid of the central bank of his day. He got John F. Kennedy, wanted to get rid of the Federal Reserve, get us out of these wars, brought back the Lincoln Greenback, lowered taxes across the board. And you see they got rid of him. And then you got Ronald Reagan. He was lowering taxes, helping the people. Now, I don't think Ronald Reagan was a saint because he did a lot of things that sold out the education system to mimic Russia's education system, but that's another story. <laughs> and you see what they did to him. But I found out there the other day there was actually 14 presidents total that we have had in our country that of those were just four of them. So that means there's at least 10 more. If not, if memory serves me right, there might be even 14 more. I have to go back and look. But at least 10 more that died under mysterious circumstances, and some of them leads to believe they were poisoned. Well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Along that line of thinking, okay, if you have the controllers of the bank, I, I'm not going to name names right now, but if you have controllers of the bank and you have a person who has been able to elevate himself, self-made, pushing against the status quo, making as much noise as they are, and I'm sure you can pick out who I'm talking about, a presidential candidate right now. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're not confined or bound by that kind of thing. See, this is something that's been in the back of my mind for quite some time. Um, they're presidential candidates. They're self-made. They've been able to wade through all the BS. They've made money and remade themselves a number of times after finally bankruptcy three, four, or five times and still been able to rise to the top. Is somebody like that a secondary plant? I mean, if you have two sides, I, you know, bent on when, world when, domination one way or the other. When I first... Um, when when Trump first started running, okay, I didn't trust him. And I really wondered. I know I've listened to people like, um, oh, what is his name? I can't, it just slipped my tongue. What's he do? Pastor Lindsey Williams. Pastor Lindsey Williams. I'd listen. Okay. He had, he's got a book out. And if you read the book, you'll know who his connections are amongst the elite. He has 
two big oil tycoons. He worked in the oil fields up in Alaska. And he was asked to be the pastor, to be the chaplain, because they were losing control of the people in the oil fields. So they asked him to come in, and they watched what he did and everything else, and they got to where they trusted him. So they invited him into the meetings and this, that, and the other, right? So he became really good friends with two of them, and they got close to death. One of them has died. And what Lindsey Graham said is he thinks it's a coming-to-Jesus type moment. They don't. It's not that they're accepting Christ. They're just trying to clear their conscience. So he was able to come on Alex's show before oil went to $150 a barrel and told everybody it was going to $150 a barrel. And every time he's been on the show predicting what happened is because he's got the information from them. So I tend to listen to somebody like that, right? So he said, listening to someone like him, that there was a war amongst the elite. you got the old money that doesn't want to destroy the golden goose that made them wealthy, that they you got the new money that wants to bring the whole system down and take control. People like Bill Gates. Right. And so I wondered yeah, and I so I wondered wholeheartedly was Trump the white side wanting to save the country because he likes his petty power and his wealth and he don't want to destroy the country. But now, the more I see, the more I hear people that actually know him talking about him. If he is amongst the elite, he's the white side. He really doesn't want to destroy the country. And the problem is, there was one on the show, not last week, but the week before, that said it. They said if he gets in office, the 90 seconds. they will assassinate him. Well, yeah. They said they will not let him uh, stay well, in power. Or at least try to, and that's why, you know, uh, he's been given the benefit of secret security already uh-huh. while he's still, you know, a candidate. Um, this, this discussion probably requires, you know, a whole other program. Yeah. Uh, but, 60 uh, seconds. I, paid, I know uh, we I'm come up to the, the 60 seconds. I don't want to run over we just come up to the 60-second warning, so I know we can do 15 minutes over. So, But that's up to you but if you I, want I to continue. Well, let me throw this out there. Okay, there's going to be more information uh, about the Pajama protest, okay, and that's what I'm calling it right now. It may, it may you know, flower into something different. Um, but like I, like I said, you know, it requires no gun, no violence, no tear gas from the police. You could do it from your own house. You don't have to worry about opposition uh, from the neighbor or the guy across the street or on the other side of the block. It doesn't make any difference. If you believe in America, you can do it. Uh, if you can get a bullet, Ten seconds. If you can't, you can make one. Uh, in the next, you know, there's going to be more information coming out. I'll post this on Keepers Mindful, which is my, uh, my page to get this kind of thing out there. It's also in a company meant to the radio program that I put out there every Wednesday. It's called Keepers Mindful. You can find it on blogtalkradio.com, radio FCC 2015. 
There's my clock saying that it is nine on the East Coast. Um, there are the things that everyday Americans can do that are soft voices, soft protests uh, that you should do. You can put it on your house. You can put it on the side of the road as long as it's not attached to a telephone pole or a state sign. It's going to stay there. They can't. If they take it down, you can put it back up. And eventually, you know, your state trooper or your local sheriff is going to get tired of stopping and put, putting the thing down. As long as it's not attached to anything that is state-owned, speed limit sign, a left-turn sign, a flashing signal sign, a, um, you know, slow down because this is, you know, a school zone sign or anything. Don't attach it to that. You can do it. Please do it. It doesn't have to be on your personal property. You can drop that thing out there at 9 or 10 o'clock at night. Nobody sees you. Boom, there it is next morning. Everybody sees it in the morning. Oh, what's this? Put a couple of them out there. There are things that can be done. Put your voice out there. Get people thinking about it. Get people paying attention to it. Get people understanding that there is more information out there than what happens on Fox, on CBS, on CNN, on ABC, on NBC, or whatever channel it is they're watching or whatever radio station it is they're listening to. And I don't want you to take my word for it. Please question everything that I'm talking about. Please do. Verify it for yourself. And I know that Brian feels the same way. Don't take our word for it. Question us. Come to us. Come on the show on any one of the shows, and, you know, if you're listening to, you know, WINN on Reach Out America, dial that phone number and press one and ask a question or call us out. We want you to be informed. That is, that is number one in any one of the radio stations that I've been, you know, a party to, whether it's on FPC Radio, whether it's been on WROX, whether it's been on uh, Cave Radio, it doesn't make any difference. Be informed. Take what we're telling you, dig for yourself. If you can debunk it, come back to us and say how. If it is vindicated and verified and, oh my gosh, he was actually telling the truth, or she, depending upon who you're listening to, she was actually telling the truth. Oh my gosh, tell them, hey, thank you so much, because, you know, I dug this up and I found out that you know you're not you know you're not cramming cramming some agenda down our throats. What you're talking about is actually real. It's actually happening. People sit there and pay attention to you know network radio, network uh, news, network newspaper. And the big thing is mainstream media or main street media doesn't make any difference. All of those things are bought, paid for, and owned by corporations that only want you to pay attention to one thing. And, it's and there's only there's only six corporations that own all the mainstream media. Yeah, and people don't seem and, to think why that is. You know, and it, well, no. Well, see, here's the thing. 
no, they're not actually going to dictate what it is that we're supposed to be paying attention to. Yeah, they do. That's why there is the outlet, like Blog Talk Radio, like Talk Shoe, like, um, uh, oh gosh, I can't even think of the name of it. There are so many outlets out there talking about, excuse me, talking about other truths. Well, you know if you that... you want real information, if you, I mean anybody, if you want real information, listen to the people that are not out there on national networks of any sort you, whatsoever. You know this, for yourself. But, yeah, you know this, but most of the people out there that watch mainstream media or read the print papers don't know this. Do you know that very little is done truly live? Like on the news? People say, well, yeah, people say that for the information to be controlled, it would have to be this grand scheme bunch of people know. Every news station has an editor-in-chief that everything has to go by. How easy is it to get people to control it? Look. You got people like uh, oh, see, in all the news, mainstream nightly news, that are CIA operatives. They and some of them have admitted it. I can't think of the CNN guy, the white-haired dude, kind of looking like he's in his forties, young-looking guy, but he's got white hair. I can't think of his uh, name. Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. He says he used to be in the CIA. He still works for the CIA. You know, here's here's something that, that doesn't register when we're talking about it, the kind of thing we're talking about exactly. All right, when, uh, <laughs> um, who was it? Uh, oh, Miss Jackson, Janet Jackson, and Justin Timberlake. Okay. There was a wardrobe malfunction where everybody got to see her pick. Oh, sorry. Since that time, there has been at least a five-second delay on every single broadcast that you watch. You want to know another? You want to know everything? Yeah, you want to know another little thing that came out over the uh, wardrobe malfunction? It was in the it was in the news like the next day or two that there were like tens of thousands of rewinds on the DVR and they had this many recordings of it and this that and the other right. Alex was right. talking about it back then and back then I didn't listen to him back then and after when he said nine eleven was an inside job I thought he was a crazy kook so I didn't listen to him back then. <laughs> now, I, now I think differently because I've gotten a little smarter and wiser. Uh, but, <laughs> but he was talking involved in more information. In more information, yeah. He was talking about it before then about how they were spying on everything you were watching and everything, right? And they would say he was crazy. How do you think they knew that fast? Because he took a DVR apart on camera and showed people the microphones and the cameras that were built into them back in the 90s, okay? 
and gotten kind of almost got in trouble. And nobody seemed to put two and two together and said, wait a minute, how did they know this? The 1996 Telecommunications Act is how. It was mandated. All telecoms, all ISPs, everything had to record everything you do. That's why they went to digital on everything. So Snowden didn't talk about anything that was classified. I've heard it on Alice's show. Well, yeah, no, he didn't. Every uh, see, <laughs> uh, how much time we got left here, brother? We got six minutes. All right. Here's here's <laughs> some of what Alex is talking about, and some of what Brian and I are talking about. Okay. When you watch a movie. Any movie. I don't care what movie it is. You, I mean, you can look at The Matrix. You can look at Fast and Furious. You can look at White House Down. You could look at um, almost any movie. Literally any movie. In most of those that get to a grander amount of fame, like Matrix, Transformers, Marvel, any anything that Marvel's put out there, Star Wars. In those movies, that's your fine print. The United States of America, and Brian and I have actually talked about this behind the scenes. America is a corporation, hands down, plain and simple. You get a birth certificate if you ever read the fine print on your real, in-your-hand birth certificate, and nobody really ever does, it tells you, it lines it all out. Same thing with your Social Security. It lines it all yeah. out. The fine print, it's there. Nobody ever reads it. No. So, your birth in full disclosure of any contract, okay, in full disclosure of any contract, they need to notify you, period. And if you look at a birth certificate, it never says mother and father. It never says that. And if you look at it, I don't remember which corner it is, it'll tell you it is a certificate. It is a bank certificate. Certificate of birth. Excuse me, a certificate of live birth. That's what you've got to get authenticated. The the birth certificate doesn't say that. The birth certificate... is a banknote. That is what's traded amongst right. the derivatives. So in all of this, in the the uh, honor, quote-unquote, if you will, of full disclosure, you have movies that tell you everything. So you have to watch a lot of movies to get everything to come into some kind of religion. The movie Fast and Furious, for instance, Seven, the last one that come out, or the last one or one before. I think it was seven was the last one. Yeah. One of the characters said, "There's a war coming. If there's a war coming, it's going to be the we're going to fight it on our own soil." Period. There you go. Boom. If you look at White House Down, there's a line in there by James Woods, the character who's playing the, uh, the Secretary of State or Secretary of Defense, something like that. 
He says, Iran is going to get nuclear weapons, period, end of story. This may be going out on a limb for somebody. You know, here, let me, you know, embrace Shirley McLean here for a minute. That's your full disclosure, people. Look, the establishment has a... I'm going to make this quick because we're we're coming up on the the 15-minute mark. The establishment has a religion, okay? They they do have a code of ethics. They say they have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. But we're too dumb or we would stop them. So that gives them the right to do it. it. It's called lesser magic. It's preparing the mind for what's going to come. That's why you, they allow it to happen in the movies. It's called Revelation of the Method. They will tell you, look, six months before 9-11, what, what did we get? The CIA approached the, Dean Hackman and said, here, here's the script, do the show. It's called the Long Gunman episodes. And he was the guy of the X-Files. And he, it was one of the most popular shows that he did, and it was a 9-11 style event six months before 9-11. There you go. It's, they prepare your mind because it's television programming. They're programming. Programming. People. Yes. To When it happens, you'll already accept it because you've been told it. And you don't realize it because... I mean, it's it's so shocking that it actually happened in your actual life. You have nothing to say. You know, I actually missed that why people... seven. <laughs> I remember no, yeah, that now. Yes. If you listen to Keep It Mindful, there's a commercial that's played. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, it, the the character, the measles character, mm-hmm. um, is sitting in a car with, um, oh God, what's his name? He's dead now because he was trying to reveal some stuff. Yeah, I know. I know you're the white Brian. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's in there. There's a war coming. They just dropped off uh, a, a top operative, behind the scenes kind of guy, black hat dude, um, in the middle of the desert. And he said, he looks over and he says, There's a war coming. Whether we like it or not, something along those lines. Therefore, there's a war coming. We're going to face it on the streets. We know best. Yep. Plain and simple. I mean, it's, it's, it, along the lines of the context of the movie, it fits right in. Mm-hmm. But if it you does. pay attention to, if you pay, and, and this is a bad word, conspiracy theorists, okay? And the only reason it's a bad word is because conspiracy theorists question the lies of those in authority, period, in authority. And they don't like that. Those in authority don't like that. And most Republicans so don't realize they were trained by Bill Clinton to think that way. Right. I mean, I would love to continue this conversation, Brian, and I would love to do it in a form where, you know, other people could hear it. And I know we're coming to the end of time. So um, there's going to be more on... Uh, the protest coming up on Teachers Mind Pool this Wednesday night. Uh, if you have time or the inclination to, please listen. Blogtalkradio.com forward slash radio FTC 2015. Look for Teachers Mind Pool. It will be an upcoming show. 
you can also call 424-258-9220. That would be 7 p.m. Eastern time till 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Brian, I appreciate you listening to me. And uh, this exchange has been absolutely dynamite. We're going to get to – I know we're going to get into more of this. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, again, thank you, thank you for your time. I'm going to let you close your show. I'm going to stick around to the end, but uh, I'll let you close your show. So thank you so very much. You are welcome, and I enjoy coming on yours as much as you do mine. I'm glad we met. You're a good friend. Absolutely. Well, everyone, this is Reach Out America, the rights of the few on the World Integrity News Network. You can follow me on my website, therightsofthefew.wordpress.com, or on YouTube and Twitter. I tell you what, I have to say, everyone, we need to get our hearts right and make a decision and decide what side we're on because remaining silent is is the wrong side. And Keeper will have to go back and listen to the first half of the show to find out how God works because it lined up perfectly with what I discussed in the first hour. But I'll leave that up to him. Y'all have a good night. And as always, we are on the front line. Thank y'all and God bless.
Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.